What's up, everybody? It's Keefe, and you're watching the Weekly Rituals. I don't know why this thing's going off. That's awesome. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, technical difficulties, as always. I am coming to you live, not from the Ghost Cult HQ in San Francisco, but I am in Las Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas for the Sick New World Festival this weekend. This is Ghost Cults, the Weekly Ritual rock and metal news show. Festival news and announcements, tour dates, new music, features and interviews at Ghost Cult, happenings in the music world, wild stuff, wild stuff. So thanks for being here. Seem to be having a problem with uh, TikTok right now. I'm trying to get it worked out. Give me one more second to try to suss it out. Okay, I think I got it worked out. You're going to have to bear with a little McClunkyism, but this might be... So this is kind of fun. TikTok joining in just a second here. Welcome back to the Weekly Ritual Ghost Cults News Show. Uh, as I was saying to the other channels before TikTok just joined, this may look very familiar to you. Uh, you see the green lights. You've got the similar angles because I brought my home setup with me. I brought my home gear with me to Las Vegas. I am in Las Vegas to cover the Sick New World Festival once again. There's a problem with my live on, this is just the uh, difficulties night. I'm not sure why. Let's try it one more time. One more time here. Uh, here we go. No, uh, for some reason, Instagram is giving me a hard time. I'm not sure why. Give it one more chance and then we'll get on with the show because it's just taking a long time. Taking a long time. Uh, maybe there will be no Instagram this week. I'm not sure what to do. Oh, well. Let me try one last thing. Switch the profile. Yeah, it's just technical difficulties. I uh, I got in here, and uh, I'm staying at the Hampton Inn slash Hilton. <laughs> Stormland is here, my man. What is up, Justin? I'm really good. Oh, you didn't have to donate anything, man, but I really appreciate it. I do not have any whiskey. This is kind of hilarious. So I'm here in Vegas for the festival, and I just literally got in a few hours ago. I flew in. I was in Sacramento last night for the kickoff of the OTEP tour, the first tour from OTEP in four years. Incredible show. Uh, she did tease a little snippet of her new song that's out today, actually, a cover of a Billie Eilish cover. And then I worked in the morning. I slept a little. I stayed at an Airbnb in SAC, which is dope. If you go to my Ghost Cult Keefe Instagram, I'm posting little vignettes from my travel. I might do a little hotel room video. This is a lot nicer than I thought it would be. It's a Hilton property, basically, Hampton Inn, so it's always very nice. And um, I drank some beers at the airport because I heard I got some advanced intel that my flight was going to be full of Little League kids going on a multi-leg trip. And the plane was half full of little kids. And I was like, oh, I have to do some drinking before I get on the plane. So, uh, yeah, here we are. And uh, I don't have any alcohol. I did have another beer with dinner. I got dinner here at the hotel restaurant. It was all right. I'm a big chicken sandwich fan. It was okay. Nothing to write home about. But it was easier than trying to do Uber Eats and work on the script for the show and do the show. And business at the hotel that I had to organize and straighten out when I first got here. So, um, I'm a little further away from my buttons here for the show. 
Instagram is not going to go, so maybe I'll re-upload it later if I can download it and put it back up again as a post. But um, no drinking tonight. Uh, so here's the itinerary for the weekend. I gave you the layout of the show already, everybody on TikTok. Um, that's that's late to the party. Everybody else is on Twitch or YouTube, which is the best experience, and Facebook is the best experience at Ghost Cult for the show because you get to see the whole deck and everything I'm explaining. And um, – I have work tomorrow remotely, and then I'm going to go to Stabbing Westward at Brooklyn Bowl, which I'm super excited about. Then Saturday is the Sick New World Fest, which we're going to do a little preview on. Then Sunday, I'm going to see Mr. Bungle, Melvin's, and Spotlights. Super stoked for all three. And then Monday, I have a day off mercilessly, or mercifully, I have a day off to myself. And I fly out later in the afternoon. I'm going to recoup and recover and sleep and just chill. So, you know, once again, thanks, everybody, for being here. This is – we've maybe missed like three weeks out of the last, I don't know, two and a half years of these. So thanks for being here. Anybody that's here that's a repeat watcher, we really appreciate you. If you're new to the channel and you like what this show is about after I got actually started doing it, like and subscribe and all that jazz. Uh, Justin, for your uh, your donation, and I'm very grateful anybody who gives us a super chat or a super thanks uh, on YouTube. And I think you can donate on TikTok also now and Instagram, which we're not on but live, but you can always donate later in our in our and also on our stories and in our reels. Uh, it's going to be exhausting. Five four shows in five days. I really had promised to stop doing that, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I'm stoked, actually. This is a little bit of, I have work, but it's kind of a little bit of a mini vacation for me. I'm going to be interviewing some bands all weekend, and uh, I'll talk about some of that in a second also. I have a little, like, fun fun thing to promote. Uh, that's part of my interviews. But, yeah, Justin, man, if you have anything uh, you'd like to know about, talk about, rap about, you have the con. You have the con shell if you want to ask a question. But anybody else, feel free to give us a donation, ask a question, whatever. No fun drinking games, though. We're... Um, but yeah, let's uh let's do the thing. Let's do the damn thing and we'll add my deck and minimize me. The deck of the show. I'm in the corner. Look at the fabulous the ghost cult welcome to Las Vegas ritual instead of the ghost cult weekly ritual. But yeah, um you know, I've been to Vegas four or five times. Uh it's not like the hangover. I'm an older dude. I don't need to rage and, and act you know, act a fool. I'm staying off the strip. This hotel is off the strip a little bit. Um, I don't actually like to have be where they're smoking and gambling and shit. I can go see all the casinos for that. And I may do a little gambling. Uh, unfortunately, the two games that I love the most are the worst possible odds, craps and roulette. Ops, absolutely worst odds. I'm a terrible poker player. I don't do a good poker face anyway. I would probably give my hand away every time. But, um... Yeah, man, I, uh, Armstrong Metal Fest is going to figure into the festivals. Incredible, incredible. Uh, that lineup came out after our show, so I'm going to shout that out this week uh, in, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, So here's our show, and again, this is that's our standard place card here, the weekly ritual for 512. It is already after midnight. It is 1 a.m. Pacific, so anywhere you are in the world, it is tomorrow, except maybe Guam and Hawaii, right? Um and so housekeeping, here's our meme for housekeeping. We're just going to keep it that way until we find another good one. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, again, the layout of the show, we make announcements, we touch a base on a few things. 
We talk about our features, other things we want to call to your attention. I may have switched the order of that up around this week a little bit just to give it a, a new flavor. Um, and, and then festival announcements, tour dates, a whole bunch of tours got announced. Music news of the week might be a little shorter than last week because I got uh, last week I was doing this at like four in the morning after I went to see uh, I, uh, L7 in Berkeley and I came in at like 1 a.m. and I didn't go live until like 3.45. I cannot do that today. I have to get some sleep. I have work tomorrow most of the day. And then I can go to the shows and do stuff and do Vegasy things tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. But, uh, yep, Armstrong Metal Fest going to get a shout out. And then I have a fun thing from the mailbag I brought with me from San Francisco just to do for the show, which will be fun. A little fun thing I got in the mail I want to share with everybody. And uh, maybe do a little bit of New Music Friday stuff too because I always sometimes forget to do that. We – you know, uh, I feel like we were pretty innovative doing the New Music Friday thing before everybody else was, and then everybody started doing it. So what we started to do as a reaction to that is we now sh share our new music list Sunday or Monday so and reshare it all week and tag the bands and tag the labels because, you know, get it. a lot of people still tell me, it's like, I didn't realize this band came out with an album. And it's like, well, the list has been out for a while of what albums are coming out. Sometimes it's a surprise release. Like Bell Witch, which recently surprise released an album, or Clutch that has been surprise dropping live albums. But most of these things are known. So we are trying to be a resource for those new albums. And so, but I'll read off, I'll read off a little list of what's coming out today, just in case you need to get on your buying of records. So in some sad news to start things off this week, uh Frank Kozik died. Uh, you may or may not be familiar with Frank is best known as a graphic designer, album artwork, t-shirt guy, poster creator extraordinaire. Uh, he had an insane and great career, and he died this week, suddenly. Um, there wasn't really a lot of information about what from, but apparently it was unexpected, and he just passed away. He also is uh, famous for doing some music videos, including his first video, which was the Soundgarden video for Pretty Noose from down on the upside, I think he also did the album artwork and photography, and he had the uh, company Baby Robot. Um, and it's it's a it's a loss that he passed away unexpectedly. We've had quite a few losses already. The Grim Reaper never sleeps, man. He just never ever sleeps. And of course, this show, we could not do this show without dedicating it to Trevor Sternod of the Black Dolly Murder, who died one year ago today. It is National Mental Health Awareness Month. It is also, you know, just, you know, Trevor suffered from, you know, some emotional problems and suicide is ultimately what claimed him from us. But, you know, we have to remember the good things about him, not how he went out necessarily, but that he lived and that he was a wonderful, humongous, energizer, bunny rabbit for death metal and, and metal in general. He really was truly a great ambassador for our whole scene. I got to meet him, interview him, and know him. The very first Ghost Cult Magazine podcast, Trevor was the co-guest of the pod. He was a friend when he lived in Brooklyn. We used to see each other socially all the time. We had many a time together socially with a group of you know, uh, in a social circle, uh, places like Duff's and St. Vitus Bar and things like that. And he was just amazing. And just how you think he was, and just like you hear all these stories, they are all 
true. He was amazing, and I miss him. And, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite photos of him, actually. This was taken at Chicago Open Air, which I covered in 2019, um, 2018 and 2019. And so this is this photo is from uh, Isabel Oskadegui, who uh, is a photographer and correspondent for Ghost Cult in Arizona. But this, you know, this is a Chicago Open Air. Sadly, no longer a thing. On a positive note, I want to shout out this contest we're doing worldwide. Go head over to our Instagram. We've been sharing this on Facebook and Twitter and all the socials. This is our contest with Salt of the Earth Records. Not only can you win a bundle of music from Salt of the Earth Records, vinyl, CDs, downloads, compilations, all kinds of things from their label. It has a bunch of killer bands. We are kicking in an equal amount of random, but specific to your desires, metal merch. So the grand prize is like about 150 bucks. The second, two, the two other prizes are about 75 to 100 bucks. You can enter anywhere in the world. We this is worldwide. A lot of times our contests are only UK or only digital or only USA. This is worldwide. So everybody should go. Will be a link in the description when this is done streaming. There's a link in our bio where you can sign up at our link tree. And everybody should enter this thing. It is on until June 1st. So you have about, you know, less than 20 days to enter. So get on it. Fun times. Uh, you enter on Instagram and you hashtag your favorite genre or subgenre of rock or metal. And then you tag some friends. And if they all follow us and they share it and you share it, you get extra entries. I'm tabulating all of these with some software, which is super cool. Just to remind you, we are now on Reddit. I know a lot of people are over social media. Granted, this is streaming on social media right now, but a lot of people are over social media. And if you want to just get a feed of our stories, we are now posting all our posts across our, our YouTube videos as well as our website posts just to a feed on Reddit. Also, we have an, an emailing list that I don't I don't promote quite nearly enough. If you much rather just get like one email a week from us with a little roundup of stuff, we do that too. So these are all the things. There's a little Reddit logo guy with a little ghost cult on his little antennae. Also, we're on Twitch. This is streaming on Twitch right now. I keep threatening to do more Twitch streams. Maybe, depending on how I feel, I'll do another Twitch this weekend. And uh, you can join us there. But this is me on Twitch. Let us know in the comments what you'd like to see from us on Twitch. I feel like Twitch is an opportunity to do stuff that I can't do on YouTube because you could get demonetized. So it's just a question of what I want to do with the channel. But at least for now, we're doing these and occasionally some other things. I think I was doing a few five-minute reviews. I brought that back. I might do some reaction videos, although I'm not crazy about them. People seem to like them. So join us on Twitch. And if you're on Twitch, give us a sub. We appreciate it. It's time for some features, and I just like this creature feature uh, graphic comic book I found. So just sharing that. Uh, this week, we had some killer interviews. One is yet to run, but we have two out now. You can go check out when this show is over on our YouTube. Omar Cordy, my producer and video editor extraordinaire and correspondent and concert photographer, interviewed Josh Elmore of Cattle Decapitation, whose new album is out today. It's out today, Terracite on Metal Blade Records. Josh is the longest serving member of the band beside, obviously, the founder, Travis Ryan. He talked about his whole career in death metal as a guitar player and 
other members of the band and just touring and just how cattle decapitation does business. And I think it's an eye-opening chat. Really cool stuff. I interviewed Lena Scissorhands of Infected Rain. They have a their debut live album and DVD, uh, The Devil's Dozen Live. It's on, You can buy it now from their band. You can buy it from Napalm Records. You can buy it from their band camp. They put out this live album. I interviewed Lena all about this. She also talked about mental health struggles and concerns. People are especially mean to her online. I don't know. She's one of the most badass vocalists out there in death metal, and people are still dicks to her. I don't get it, but she's super cool. She also talked about being a death metal vocalist and how you, you know, train your voice to do different things. It's a pretty incredible conversation. I found it interesting. I was a former vocalist in, death, in a band, not death metal, but in a band. I was a longtime singer in bands. And they also have a brand new single out also because, that, you know, it's not enough to just put out a live on. They also are working on new music. So they dropped a single. Check that out. And, you know... We, yeah, I want to take a minute to talk about the Ghost Cult podcast because I don't think it gets enough love. Um, you know, we do podcasts. A lot of people watch these and then they tell me like, oh, you know, if this show will be a podcast after the weekend or during the weekend. But I got to make time for all this before I disappear for the festival. Right. But, you know, we use the podcast. Sometimes we duplicate interviews that are on YouTube. Some of this content will also that's on YouTube also shows up as a podcast. But sometimes we have exclusive interviews that are just on the podcast. So one of those is running tomorrow, and that is with Marcus Graskopf. You might know him as the bassist of Halloween, and Halloween is kicking off their headline tour this weekend. So stay tuned either tomorrow, sometime tomorrow or Saturday. That's going to pop up on the Ghost Cult podcast. I'm pretty proud of that one. I'm a big fan of Halloween. We'll be covering that tour uh, in a couple of weeks in Boston. What else? What else? What else? Do, 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 do. Yep, that's uh, the many members of Halloween. Holy shit. Um, so again, the Ghost Cult podcast is a thing. If you're on podcasts and you po listen to podcasts actively, give us a sub, like, and subscribe. Give us a follow. Rate us. We like it. Another podcast you can hear at Ghost Cult here is the Heavy Business Podcast with Curtis Dewar and Aaliyah Day. They are from C-Squared Music Marketing and PR usually interview people from across the music industry to talk about their experiences and stuff that can help DIY bands. I was a recent guest on the show. I'm sure that's going to be running within a few weeks. And we talk all about how, to, how bands can advertise, whether it's with Ghost Cult or somewhere else. How bands can, you know, what's, what's a smart way to uh, utilize advertising funds and when you should and shouldn't advertise. So this is pretty cool. I wanted to share this. So I'm doing some interviews this weekend here at the festival and this is not a sponsored post, but I just want to shout out these DJI microphones. I'm I'm technically savvy, but I'm also kind of, uh, I have a lot of anxiety and I tend to, I'm sort of a boob sometimes. And so I needed a really idiot-proof device to be able to do some interviews. Uh, you may know last fall we had like a huge accident where a bunch of our camera gear was destroyed. We still haven't really replaced it, but I need to start doing some interviews again. And I got this really literally out of the box, ready to record interviews. That's how awesome it is with nothing else, just whatever came in this box. So this is the DJI wireless microphone system. And I'm just going to quickly show it to you because I have it here. It comes in this awesome case. There are many like it, uh, similar other brands that have wireless recordable microphones. And this one comes in a case that charges the three components of the microphone set, which is just awesome. Check that out, right? And then 
literally you can see the lights are on, right? If you can see this on the video. Um, here, I'll uh, maximize myself back for a second so you can see it. Yeah, so check out how cool this thing is. It's literally this big. It, it comes in a pouch. I think I have an image on the next page of everything that comes with it. And the uh, prototype had a zipper pouch, but this is like a little drawstring baggie. And again, you literally, it char the case charges the equipment and you pop it open like this. You literally can clip on these little microphones right onto yourself, either with a magnet or a clip. And it comes with a little wireless translator uh, transmitter for both things. And it actually has some pretty good range. When we get back to recording video interviews in person, we can use this as the audio source, which is pretty good because my audio box got kind of damaged also when that gear got destroyed. And I already did my first interview with these. Uh, opening for OTEP is the band Inimical Drive from St. Louis, and they ruled, by the way, opening for her. They're opening the entire tour, and I think there's a local opener in every city, I believe. And uh, they may have a couple of headline dates along the way and more tour dates coming with them. But I did my first interview with this, and it was pretty damn amazing. So just again, just uh, there'll be a link in the description that is an affiliate link if you want to help us out, if you're interested in buying one or at least clicking on it and checking it out. But honestly... I'm, I love this so much, I wanted to just shout it out. We don't have a sponsorship or anything with them. It's not sponsored. I just love the equipment, and I like to do that. We uh, we don't really advertise anything we don't believe in, to be honest with you. Let me move my microphone a little bit. Make sure you're hearing me. Um, see if anybody else is around. Yep. Do, 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 do. If you're on TikTok, I really can't see you. My screen is... Uh, not sure what's going on here. It's like very dim. Let's see if I can fix the brightness. I feel like such a boomer tonight. I don't know. Annie Atlasman is here on TikTok. Oh my goodness, Annie. A new ghost cultist, basically, but a longtime professional in the business. Follow her social medias. Are they all uh Annie HC NYC or something? I'm sorry, I'm a dumbass. Uh feel free to pop that into the uh chat there on TikTok, Annie. And I look forward to working with you again more soon. Nice. I'm so stoked you're you're covering Halloween. They're so much fun. Word up. Um, thanks, Feast Mode. I appreciate you for stopping by. Thank you so much. Yep, Annie, NYC, NY, hardcore. Thank you. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a jabroni. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm such a jabroni. But anyway, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you popping up. It must be morning where you are. It is late night in Las Vegas here with me. I'm in Las Vegas for the Sick New World Fest. We're going to talk all about that in one second. So, yeah, here's like all the things that comes with those little fuzzy windscreens. You see a lot of YouTuber content creators use these. They hold it in their hand and they talk into the fuzzy. They call it the dead cat windscreen. I don't like the idea of dead cats. I love cats. And like I said, it just comes with all the things, a hot shoe adapter, all the things. It records right into the, the transmitter and then you download the files into your computer. And did I mention it has 15 hours of battery life and basically 15 or 14 hours of recordable media. So I literally, if I was interviewing every band at the festival tomorrow, I'm not, uh, Saturday, I'm not, well, it's tomorrow because it's Friday, but I, I definitely, uh, yeah, I will have all the friends. I will have all the friends there. Uh, of course, you know, many of the bands there, you've, I'm sure you've toured with some of those bands. We are officially covering it. I believe our photographer is going to shoot all the headliners that can always change if anything happens, but that we're, we're hopeful to be shooting the headliners, which is insane system of a down. We're going to talk all about that in one more second. So moving right along, there's about five minutes on that DJI thing, but I just wanted to share. I was so stoked about it. Let me take a sip of water, how it feels entering a festival and how it feels leaving one. 
Mm-mm-mm. All righty. Festival time. Let's do this again. Sick New World this weekend here in Las Vegas, about 10 minutes away from where I am at the Las Vegas Festival Fairground. It's going to be about 95 degrees and no clouds and hot. I got sunblock. I'm going to wear my fun Hawaiian shirt instead of black because it's got a lot of goth bands at this thing and everybody's going to be wearing black, not me, not in this heat. And um, System of a Down's the headliner, always a banger live. Corn, Deftones, I never miss. Incubus, pretty great live. Evanescence, Turnstile, Chevelle. And then just a ridiculous level of bands. Sisters of Mercy, Papa Roach, Death Grips, Flyleaf, Mr. Bungle, Billy Valo, Placebo, 100 Gex, Ministry, She Wants Revenge, KMFDM, Killing Joke, I think maybe dropping out. It's not official, but I heard they didn't make it here. Uh, maybe some Visa Problems, Seven Dust, Kitty, Soulfly, POD, Spirit Box, Loathe, Hoobastank, Alien, Ant Farm, Please Don't Run you, Rub Your Junk on Anybody, Body Count featuring Ice-T's daughter, Chanel, Nicole, Fever 333, probably the first performance with the new lineup, Health, try to catch them, I love them. Prayers, also excellent. Cold, and just many, many more. A stabbing Westward, I will not miss them. I'm going to see them tomorrow night as well. My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, Orgy. So just, uh, you know, Fiddlehead, Narrowhead, Scowl, uh, 69 Eyes, just in a cradle of filth. It's just ridiculous. So all those bands. And I'm going to interview some of them. And I'm actually, this is a festival I really want to watch a lot of bands. I think it's Skinny Puppy's last Las Vegas date ever. They're retiring after this. And then here's the this is the rub. Here's the stage splits if you want to like pause, zoom in, enhance. And uh that little this really feels the only gripe I have about this festival is definitely some conflicts and clashes. Now, some of these bands I've seen before, or I will see soon, or I will see later this weekend in the case of Bungle and Melvin's, who I normally never ever miss. Filter is also on this festival. So I might have to make some choices. There's like a little overlap between like Turnstile, Filter, and Spirit Box, Bungle, Stabbing Westward, Kitty, and Cold Chamber. I think this is the first Cold Chamber reunion show, show, new reunion show, current reunion, which we just interviewed Des. That's coming soon to the channel in a week or two. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some choices. I think if they bring this back for next year, and I believe they are, I'd like to think... Hello, probably your mom. Thanks for being here. I think if they do this festival again next year, and I believe they're going going to, because I suspect it's going to be a huge success, they should make this two days and spread the bands out a little bit. But that's my opinion. There's a fuller preview of it on ghostcultmag.com that I'll link in the description. Blue Ridge Rock Festival, which we've been covering the last few years, announced their full lineup today. Today, Five Finger Death Punch, Slipknot, Shinedown, Pantera. Those are your four headliners Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's usually the second weekend in September. Stained, uh, Danzig, Papa Roach, Lamb of God. We already know Machine Head, Flyleaf with Lacey Sturm, Beartooth, Megadeth, Limp Bizkit, uh, Evanescence, uh, Parkway Drive, Rise Against, I Prevail, Machine Head again. I mentioned just so many killer bands. Cypress Hill, I think, is on this. So the used, a lot of bands, a lot of metalcore, a lot of bands for everybody on this uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival in the mountains of uh, Virginia, sort of the Virginia-West Virginia border, if I'm not mistaken. Download 2020, we've been talking, uh, the 20th anniversary of Download is coming up soon in just a month. 
We're hoping to cover it again. We'll see. And it is the fastest selling event in their entire history, probably because Bring Me the Horizon, Metallica twice, and Slipknot. I mean, right off the bat, I'm sure that's part of the reason that it's sold out faster than anything else. So it is a sellout. There is a wait list. Uh, there is a wait list for some of these other festivals that have sold out already. So just check that out. Check it out. Milwaukee Metal Fest today announced their daily lineups and their times. You can check that out here on the screen. I have Friday and then Saturday, Sunday. Again, headlined by Biohazard, Lamb of God, Anthrax, and Machine Head. Machine Head suddenly doing these American festivals they have never done. They did cancel their European tour, uh, but they are doing select U.S. dates and festivals. So, And Biohazard, this will be uh, the first live performances of the classic reunion of Biohazard in, in many, many years. So we're very stoked about that. Probably 20 years or 15 years. Piranha Pit Fest is this weekend in Canada. Razor, Whiplash, the mighty Whiplash from New Jersey, Skullfist. And many, many more. So it's, a, it's just a fun. I love this poster. I, was, I wish it was. I wish it was still further away so I could keep sharing that poster. I love it so much with the evil zombie piranha. I think. Dream Master mixtape. If you like underground hip hop and rap, and sometimes we share and cover that stuff, uh, it is the festival. If I'm not mistaken, put on by Mega Ran, Mega Ran, Futuristic. AJJ and Co-Defendants are the four headliners. I just saw Co-Defendants live at one of their first shows ever. It was amazing. Uh, open Mike Eagle, Whitney Payton. I haven't heard that name in a long time. She absolutely crushes live. Playboy Man Baby, Homeboy Sandman, Boris and the Joy, Urban Heat, and many others of that ilk. So that's taking place soon. Also coming up pretty quick in June, Grass Pop Metal Meaning, full lineup announcement. We already knew the headliners were going to be Guns N' Roses, Machine Head yet again, Slipknot yet again, Def Leppard, also Alter Bridge, Disturbed, Pantera, and just tons others. So uh, Architects, Parkway Drive, Ghost, Gojira, Motley Crue, uh, Testament, Meshuga, Creator, Life of Agony, As I Lay Dying, Hollywood Undead. Billy Talent, that's, that's pretty crazy. Grass Pop Metal Meeting every year in Belgium. Oh, there's Piranha Pit again. Oh, here we go. Armstrong Metal Fest for you, Justin. So this got announced late last week, not in time really for the show. And this is uh, just a killer metal festival co-headlined by Fallujah and Warbringer. Warbringer is currently on tour in the U.S. Fallujah has recently been on tour. Uh, just what an enterprise earth. What an incredible lineup this is. Uh, I mean, just so many killer bands. Atavistia, Pound, uh, uh, the list goes on. It is just insane. Definitely worth your money if you live in Canada, in that part of Canada. I think Western Canada, right, Justin? I think so. So here we go. That was the festivals. I'm going to take another sip of water. I don't have my usual seltzer or beer or whiskey or anything. It's just kind of a shame. I just have a cup of water. I feel like uh, Denzel Washington at the end of American Gangster. If I wanted to ruin my laptop, I'd just smash the water across the desk here, but I can't. So we did Armstrong. Event Sevenfold just announced a surprise concert tomorrow in Las Vegas right here. But I have plans. I'm going to be at Stabbing Westward. But Event Sevenfold is playing at Area 15. 
I wonder if they're going to show up and do Sick New World because they, even though I don't really consider them new metal, they are from that era, the metalcore era. It would be kind of sick if they showed up after System of a Down and played a set. Uh, that would be just nuts, but they're here in Vegas. So who knows? Anything's possible. Otep, as I mentioned, I caught the first date of the tour. On tour now through the next month, probably the next five weeks. Uh, again, Inimical Drive is opening with a local opener each way. Otep just dropped a single. I believe her album is coming late in 2023, her first album in quite a while. So very, very excited. Haha. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Event Sevenfold is going to try to sell me some crypto that I'm, by the way, not a fan. Anybody out there that's into crypto, if you've got a valid explanation about why it's valuable, I think it's kind of a very fad thing. The blockchain is not a fad. That's real. The science of the blockchain is flawless. I work for a fintech company. I can you know, vouch for it. But I just think NFTs at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's very ephemeral. It's not very real to me. I, I'm just not a fan. But if you out there are NFT people, please tell me. Don't DM me and try to sell me one. But tell me in the comments why you love NFTs and why they're legit to you and why you're stoked to own one. I've got a couple I don't that I was given as like ticket gifts when I bought tickets to concerts or whatever or pre-order or something. Look, here's your NFT. Here's your commemorative ticket as an NFT. I was like, mm, I don't care. I don't care. But that's just me. Uh, yeah, Stabbing Westward will absolutely be a better show. I love, I mean, I like Avenged Sevenfold, right? I love those first couple of records, and uh, I'm interested to hear what their new record sounds like after that weird first single. That's like a weird metalcore Beatles thing. But anyway, Otep, welcome back. It's been a minute, and the show was incredible, got to tell you. Memphis May Fire has announced the Remade and Misery Tour, featuring Norma Jean, Secrets, and Saul, who just announced a new record today, and so we'll be talking about them more next week. So I don't have all the details tonight, but Memphis May Fire, back on tour. That's a big metalcore tour. I saw Norma Jean a couple months back. They were insane and super good. Atlas Dow Boys have announced a European tour. They're in America right now on tour. I think I'm out of town. They were in my town this weekend when I'm not there. Too bad I was looking forward to seeing them. I've interviewed Carson from the Atlas Dow Boys. Fun, fun stuff. They're going to hit Europe. I like the map with the, the sort of... Uh, you know, the infrared map, right, of Europe. It's kind of fun. Acacia Strains announced the tour. Let me pull this up here. It's Acacia Strain, Fit for an Autopsy, and Esquela Grind. So these bands are just, just mounting up the tours. Uh, check out our uh, website for that tour information. That's a nice picture of Vince there. Shot by my man, Boston Chuck, who is not here, but I wish he was. Whenever possible, I like to shout out our... Uh, our photographers better better catch Saul before they get come, Paul. Hey, that's funny. Uh, Saul's a cool band. I interviewed them a few years ago. Uh, they did a really cool live stream. They did. They're pretty, very similar to like a Seven Dust, a Walter Bridge. You know, not a pretty good band. Pretty interesting band. Secrets, as I mentioned, are on tour. This is uh, some of these dates are opening for other bands. Some of them are with themselves. Uh, Outline in Color for the Fallen Dreams, Varsity, Nerve, A Virtue. So those are some cool bands, all of a similar ilk. You saw my interview with Fat Mike. It was great. Thank you so much, Lando Chill. I really appreciate that. I think Mike was awesome. He broke my chops about being a metalhead right off the bat. He saw my battle vest with my anthrax patch. I have a bunch of punk patches on my vest, by the way, too. And I don't claim, I never claimed to be a punk, but I did grow up in New York City at the dawn of new york hardcore and i was a, a 
not only visited CBGB's many times for many a punk matinee, I played CBGB's with my metal and punk influence bands. So I don't have to beg for cred. Mike ended up being cool by the end. He definitely put me on the spot and put me on my toes. I may run into Mike this weekend because I'm also trying to hit the uh, punk rock museum here in Vegas. And I might bump into Mike because he lives here now and he helps run the museum. So well, maybe I'll run into him. It'd be fun. I'll give him some shit right back in person. Say it to my face, mofo. Say it to my face. Mr. Bungles kicked off their tour tonight in Hollywood. And they, of course, covered Slayer, Mr. Bungle, Melvin's, and Spotlights, who have an incredible new album. Melvin's has a new album. Bungle is finally getting to do a righteous tour. They're going to tour the East Coast in the fall. I hope, uh, you know, I know uh, Mike Patton had some health issues and some mental health struggles, which is why Faith No More stopped touring. Hopefully this is the first step in getting all his projects to tour again. Dead Cross, which has played, I think, a festival or two in South America, some South American tour dates recently. But, like, we really would like to get that, you know, hopefully Mike can, uh, you know, reconnect with their Faith No More guys also. But, you know, we'll do – Die Humane is here. Guess what? Spoiler alert, Die Humane figures very heavily in this show later on. Anyway, uh, I'm almost done with the tour dates. That's great. Great to see you on YouTube here, Die Humane. Thanks for being here, whichever member of the band you are. Uh, fun band. We're going to talk about you in just uh, like about three, four minutes. This is uh, Born of Osiris or After the Burial. Which one is it? Uh, it's Born of Osiris. Sorry, everybody. Born of Osiris has also announced the tour with Upon a Burning Body and Traitors, who just dropped a killer new song. And... Uh, Born Osiris is a killer band. I've seen them live a lot, and I don't think I've ever gotten to... I've interviewed Lee for his solo work. If you're a big fan of shred guitar nerd shit, Lee McKinney is an incredible guitar player. He's got a solo instrumental album out. But I've never actually really talked about the band or talked to the band about the band. So I think that's a thing I'm going to pursue. What do you think? Lando Chill also says, seen no effects 12 times, dude. Awesome. I think I've seen him four or five times. I definitely saw him at Warped Tour twice couple of headline shows. I hope to catch one of these farewell tours. They are playing the Punk and Drublick in San Francisco in early September, but I have a trip planned that I may not be here for it. And, uh, you know, I just don't know. Uh, by the way, if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, the Fat Records open house warehouse sale mini store pop-up at their warehouse in San Francisco, just a couple of miles away from where I live in Soma, in the Soma section. May 19th, they're reopening the store. I went to the last one and picked up some cool vinyls, Dirt Cheap, uh, and also Double Album by No Effects. I also bought that day. Not Dirt Cheap, but I was glad to support because that's what I do. Um, anywho, moving right along. Wolf Mother is coming back to the U.S. It's been a minute, uh, apropos that I am in... <laughs> Las Vegas and Wolf Mother, who became internationally known because of the Joker and the Thief song from the first Hangover movie in the poker scene, they are coming back to the U.S. for a run of dates. They always seem to come here every few years. Uh, great band. Great, great band. Uh, really fun that bands like The Sword and Wolf Mother got to, like, break through to the public, right, and become, like, a big deal. Uh, Arkansas, that's awesomely cool. I think we have some friends down there. So very cool, Lando Chill. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate the support and this conversation about Fat Mike. I'm grateful when anybody thinks that I do a good job at anything. Uh, the anxiety and the self-doubt is in there sometimes. I'm kind of like Andrew Garfield. Peter 3! I am sometimes Peter 3 in my own story. So anyway, uh, thank you, bro. Thank you for being here. I really, I really appreciate it. This is a very blurry photo of... 
this is a very blurry photo of uh, the artist's murder. I don't know why this is their press photo. This is really a not good photo. Well, we have some live ones. I don't have a chance to pull one. The artist's murder has announced the big tour uh, with Whitechapel and Fit for an Autopsy again on every tour. They are going to and Spite, who was recently robbed of their gear for the second time in five years in the same city. Please don't let that happen again. They are booked a European tour starting in September in our favorite city in Europe, Tilburg, where Ghost Cult was founded as a zine. Tilburg, which is a small city in the southeast of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And running from 928 to 1028 or 2810 if you're European and you need the dates backwards. To me, it's backwards. But to you, it's normal. Uh, so pretty, pretty healthy looking tour there. It looks like about 30 dates in 30 days. So no days off, guys. Brutal. Brutal. Let's see what else is next in the show. All right, we're done with the tours, and here comes the news. Oh, thank you. You're a really good interviewer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I have been doing music journalism for 15-plus years, 11 here at Ghost Cult, and before that, a few other places. So thank you very much. It's uh, it's actually one of my labors of love. I really want to do better at my craft and try to be a better public speaker, but, you know, I fail at that sometimes. So here's some news items, and let's get through this, and then we're almost done with the show. So red alert, y'all. Will Haven is back. We were saying that Will Haven had teased like a new song. Uh, speaking again, I was just in Sacramento. They dropped a new single. They announced a new album. And next, I hope, is a tour. I do believe they're playing Furnace Fest. And uh, let's see if we can get, you know, I know that they kind of, they have lives and families and stuff. And they were broken up for a long time. But uh, super excited about Will Haven and new Will Haven music. Metallica, because Metallica everything, we had like a break from them for a couple of weeks. The album came out, they went on tour, they played the first few shows, and what Metallica is doing now, in between their next weekend of shows, they are dropping pro shot live videos of those con of those new songs, especially, um, again, we were talking about Mental Health Awareness Month, and Screaming Suicide is one of those new videos, and again... Perhaps no bigger important topic than mental health right now in the whole world. And James Hetfield, the biggest rock star there is and the biggest band in the world and the biggest rock band ever, talking about suicide openly and self-harm ideation and things like that. Please don't demonetize me, YouTube. It's important to have these conversations. Uh, there'll be some more difficult topics coming up later, like, you know, all kinds of word, terrible triggering stories. But, you know, I wanted to shout out Metallica. They're, also, they're having a contest where you could win like a flyaway trip to go see them anywhere in the world. They're doing a giving month with All Within My Hands, their charity. So, check, you know, Metallica, if you're not burned out on them or tired of them, Metallica, Metallica, Metallica. Rush has teamed up once again with their homies at Henderson Brewing in Canada for a new Br Rush beer, Xana Brew like Xanadu, the song from 2112, the spring limited edition Belgian style ale. It is an ABV of 10.5. You have to be a tough bastard to drink that shit. Uh, and then, so here's their little graphic that has like the little, uh, you know, little crowns with the skulls. And then here's the bottle in this beautiful custom brown bottle with the logo, Xanabrew. You can get this shipped to the US if you care uh, and probably Europe too, but probably for a lot of money. It's very expensive to ship uh, these band beers, but I'd like to try it because kind of, it sounds like the kind of beer I would enjoy. If you have had any of the band beers, the Trooper, Enter Night Pilsner, Mastodon's got a few beers, drop a comment, tell us which one's your favorite. I will tell you which one my favorite is right now, 
It is the Mastodon, the Hunter beer, which they still make it and sell it. I think Duff's in Brooklyn has it and a few other places. So that's my favorite band beer of all time. There are a few others. I really love the uh, Misfits Fiend Lager. Uh, if you watch my other podcast, the Glacial, the Glacial Musical podcast, they drink a whole case of those one at a time. Fun times. Why do I have a picture of Carrie Underwood and Howard Stern? Well, I'll tell you why. Carrie Underwood did the Howard Stern show recently. Howard and SiriusXM opened a new studio in Miami, and Howard christened it with a show. And Carrie Underwood came on to talk about her career, but she covered Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home, which is one of my favorite Ozzy songs. And I got to tell you, she killed it. It was so awesome. Uh, incredible vocals from her band. She talked about that she was nervous to cover Ozzy because he's such an icon of rock and metal. And she called up Sharon and asked Sharon's permission. And Sharon was actually very nice about it. She was not sure what to expect based on things she had heard about Sharon. Not being nice, but she was apparently very nice to her. Carrie Underwood was, you know, a humongous pop and country star. So very cool for her to put some shine on the Prince of Darkness. I, I, I love the cover. Go check it out if you want to. Hey, it's Di Humane. Check this out. Di Humane in the chat. This is a press photo of Di Humane. You may know they have some famous members in the band, including Rick Hunolt, formerly of Exodus, and uh, Sal Briscato, the founding drummer of Typo Negative, a former member of Life in Agony, and he has his own bands. They dropped their recent new album, and we are going to premiere their new music video this Tuesday. So you want to stay tuned to Ghost Cult Tuesday morning. I don't want to spoil the total surprise, but stalk their social media, stalk all our social media all weekend. We're going to reshare each other's stuff, pumping you up for this brand new project. Uh, I interviewed the band. That'll be coming uh, eventually later this month, I hope, uh, based on our schedule for production and uh, video editing. But uh, super stoked on this new album and this killer debut album for this band. So thank you for being here and checking that out. I know, man, the very, very, you notice I use this photo and not the other photo, which I like that photo also, but uh, this is, this is a very, uh, this is, this is like the Tinder profile photos of all these guys ranging in a variety of ages. So uh, lots of fun. This guy's sitting on a grave. I hope it's somebody he knows, but uh, anywho, <laughs> good times. Everybody looks very dapper. Sal's the only person who didn't show up kind of dressed for formal wear. He showed up in a, like a work shirt, uh, but anyway. Good times. This is Queens of the Stone Age, who announced a new album. They dropped a new single. Uh, you know, they reunited uh, Queens of the Stone Age at the Taylor Hawkins Memorial Concerts in L.A. and London. A sort of quasi-reunion of them Crooked Vultures. Uh, you know, I interviewed Troy Van Leeuwen about a year ago about his work in Queens of the Stone Age and his other projects, his solo albums, his many other things, Perfect Circle, all the band, Gone is Gone, all the different bands. But Queens of the Stone Age, they did drop out of Welcome to Rockville, but I think we're going to get an announcement of a big tour and uh, more to come from them. So, you know, uh, they are a big deal band. So when a big deal band puts out something, it usually lifts up the tides for every other band. That's my opinion. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. If you get that reference, I'll send you something free in the mail, like a shirt or something. Yes, Die Humane, Stabbing Westward is so great. I agree. I can't wait to see them tomorrow. I'm so stoked. I haven't seen them since 2019. Uh, yeah. Out 
out right now is the brand new single and animated video from Tenacious D Video Games. Look at this. Claymation everything. Every video. I know it's expensive and, and not everybody can make them, but like Seven Dust recently had a Claymation video for their first single of their new album, Fence. And this is the first new Tenacious D song in quite a long time. They have been touring sporadically. They are doing festivals. So I can't wait to turn this this live stream off and go watch the video because I think the track is out now and the video is dropping in the morning. Go to Tenacious D on YouTube when you're done watching here and get, click the notification button to find out when it goes live and you'll get an email or a message that tells you when. Duff McKagan, speaking of Mental Health and Awareness Month, has dropped a brand new single and EP. This is the song. This is his first solo music, original new solo music in four or five years. Obviously, Duff is hugely busy with his other band. You might have heard of Guns N' Roses. I think those guys are pretty good. They might make it someday. And that's uh, a pretty killer song, man. Duff is uh, one of the hardest working people out there beside GNR. He's got many business interests and a uh, podcast with his wife that he does. And uh, I think they were hosting a show live on Sirius at one point, too. So, yeah, check out the new Duff solo music. It's good stuff. All right, this is pretty – I'm pretty stoked about this personally. Brian Slegel, the founder of Metal Blade Records, you might know Metal Blade has every killer big band, Cannibal Corpse, Monomarth, Arch Enemy, uh, countless others, Legion. He has put out his second book, Swing of the Blade, with more stories about the you know founding of the label, band stories, and music industry things and anecdotes. Uh, he's here in Vegas. I hope to run into him. I am hoping to interview Brian. I interviewed him for his last book. Uh, for the sake of heaviness, which you should definitely go check out. This is the bundle they were selling for the book. You can also just get the book by itself on Amazon. I'm pretty stoked about it. And uh, yeah, it's out now. It came out on Tuesday. You can check it out. Here's Corey Taylor. <laughs> Corey Taylor's getting ready to release some stuff. So you know it's going to be Corey Taylor news round the clock. In addition to all these Slipknot tours and other things, uh, Corey will be dropping his brand new single next week. On the 16th, I believe, Beyond. And new isn't not exactly true. So Beyond is a song that Corey used to play like 13, 14 years ago on tour with the Corey Taylor and the, uh, what is it, the Junkyard Kidnap Beer Band or something. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, Corey Taylor fans. But uh, so Beyond is a reimagining of an older version of that same song. But that's the first single from his new album coming out this year from BMG Records, already done and recorded. And um, so, yeah, man, Corey Taylor all the time. No Stone Sour. That band is on hiatus. We don't know if they're ever coming back. But uh, right now, solo career and Slipknot taking up a lot of Corey's time. We, he was supposed to be writing a new book that we never got. Uh, I am a big fan of Corey's books, especially America 51. I thought that was a really fun and great take on politics. I, I know it kind of disgusts him. But, yeah, good times. MTV News has ceased to exist. I know that people people still watch MTV, but MTV News has shuttered after massive layoffs at their parent company, Paramount. Uh, for a whole generation of people, MTV News broke like all the stories of their generation. You know you were watching MTV when Kurt Cobain's death was announced or Lane Staley. You know you were watching. So like, you know, it's a little sad. At the same time, you know, this is the nature. People are not really watching TV anymore. And uh, I saw a really interesting comment, which was like, whenever a media company says we're pivoting to video, it's bad for the journalists. 
but you know, we make, we made video our thing too. So I'm, I'm sorry for anybody in the media that lost their job over there. And I hope they all find new jobs soon. And again, MTV rip. I know the funny meme from a couple of years ago when MTV turned 40 was like 14 years of music and the rest BS, but you know, MTV is still culturally a very important thing. MTV unplugged is still a thing today. Yo, MTV raps made a comeback. Beavis and Butthead is on a different channel, but that's where they came from MTV. So, you know, Headbangers Ball. So just, you know, put some respect on MTV's name sometimes for what they were, not for what they are. Soilwork has announced for the 20th anniversary of figure number five, a brand new vinyl edition of the album. I don't know that it was ever released on vinyl, actually, but this is super cool. I love that record. That was like the golden age of American heavy metal that sounded like Swedish heavy metal. And then the um, Swedish bands like Dark Tranquility, In Flames, and Soilwork started to kind of sound American a little bit to my ears. But it was a real glorious time if you were a metalhead back then. And there was a Headbangers Ball too at that time where all these bands and videos were shown, by the way. Just letting you know, that's what it was. Ah, oh, this is a tough one, man. The Agonist is broken up. The Agonist has been a band for almost two decades, and they announced earlier this week that they were breaking up permanently. They could not agree on how to carry on forward the band. They're in a lot of debt. I don't know if you know how the record industry works. When you sign a contract with a label and they give you money to go record or tour, or it's not really much tour support anymore, but when they give you money... They're investing in you, but they expect a return, not just of what they gave you, but they expect to make profits from your music. And so Agonist is a killer band. You know, uh, Elisa from Arch Enemy was originally the vocalist of the Agonist, and she was handpicked by Angela Gasau to leave that band. And they replaced her with Vicky, who's an amazing singer, and she's going to continue with her new band, Sixth Sense, and the other members, except maybe one have concrete plans. They're all going to do different musical projects probably, but I'm bummed. They were a really great band. They were on Century Media for a while, and then they went over to Napalm Records, and just for whatever reason, they never broke through. That's a shame. It's a shame to lose a band. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? No spoilers. I abhor spoilers, so if you try to spoil the movie, I will ban you with the ban hammer like Thor's hammer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 predictably had an incredible soundtrack with a lot of rock and metal. Faith No More, Chili Peppers, uh, Radiohead, Space Hog, like cool songs from like the 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, really cool to hear uh, We Care A Lot with Chuck Mosley, the first Faith No More big single in the movie. And Beastie Boys, of course, in a crucial scene. It's a really fun soundtrack. There was some really great stuff. There was some more recent stuff on there too, like St. Vincent. That's your cup of tea. Great movie, great soundtrack. I personally loved it. I know it's not doing super duper at the box office, but you know, it's you know, it's a fun movie for the last chapter. And I don't think there are going to be any more volume threes of any Marvel movie. I think it's not in their plans anymore. So this is the last one of those. Um, yeah, definitely the best. I mean, I you know, uh, Derek Burkett says it's easily the best MC movie, MCU movie since Endgame. You're probably not wrong. I do love. Uh, no Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, not, you know, so, you know so, an MCU movie. I thought Wakanda Forever was excellent. It's an impossible, you know, situation to be in with the star of the movie, the previous movie dying, like, unheard of. And they didn't recast him, so really difficult. Some of the movies have been better than others, I will be honest. I thought Ant-Man was great. I don't know why it got drubbed by the press. I thought it was fantastic, but that's just me. I watch Paul Rudd basically do anything. I love that dude. 
Witherfall has launched a Patreon, and I'm going to be honest with you, I thought they already had one. They have such an intense fan base, and they do, all right, Vegas with the sirens. I am, I don't have the window open behind me because I don't really have a view. I'm, I have like the highway is behind me and some other motels or something, and I'm at this hotel. I didn't get a high floor with a view or anything, but uh, maybe I'll do a little room tour um, at the end of the weekend, like a, a review of the hotel in case you're traveling here for a show or something. Um Oh, no, Wakanda Forever's in your bottom five. I'm sorry, pal. Uh, I loved it, but I understand. Um, yeah, Witherfall launched a Patreon. They have a they do a tremendous job of keeping in touch with their fans, and they do great email marketing and stuff. Great band, killer, killer, I guess you would say progressive, thrashy metal band, but they have other, you know, influences, neoclassical, power metal sometimes, phenomenal, phenomenal band. So they launched a Patreon. You might want to check that out if you are into supporting your bands like that. This is, this is a crazy story. So, you know, I want to make sure that I get the, you know, like this is like one of those things. There's been a lot of talk in the media about hardcore lately. And, um, you know, Black Dahlia Murders on tour right now in Terror is, is one, is the, uh, you know, penultimate band on that tour, right? There's a bunch of death metal bands in Black Dahlia Murder and Terror, one of the best Orange County hardcore bands ever. And so they're playing this gig in te in Texas, and the security, you know, fans, and if you've been accustomed to hardcore shows, fans grab the mic to scream along with the singer. This is a common thing. It's not violent. It's actually the least violent thing at a hardcore show is the pylon for the microphone. And Scott Vogel is one of the best frontmen I've ever seen. And people love terror. They love this band. So wherever they go, they have passionate fans that know every word of these really meaningful hardcore songs. And so the security guard interjected himself into this where he tried to like break up the pylon because he i guess misconstrued it as an act of aggression against the singer who by the way can take care of himself he's a slender dude but believe me he's wiry and muscly he's not going to get hurt and so then the band kind of called out the venue like i've never seen such bad security in all my years i can't believe they tried to stop the show and not let people sing along and, you know, there's a lot of conversations. Last week we talked about crowd killing. Crowd killing is stupid, and I hate you if you do it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's unnecessary and doesn't add anything to the show. You can be violent and not hurt people not paying attention. If you're paying attention to the band, you shouldn't get punched in the back of the head or somewhere else and violently injured. Like, if you want to be in the pit mixing it up, that's another story. So the venue then defended their security guy. Um... Oh, Darrow, I'll answer that question in one second. Uh, but you know, the, the venue then defended their security guard and said, we're never going to have hardcore bands back here again because they don't know how to act. So the whole music community is just like angry at this one venue. And, you know, it's a hard time for touring right now. Bands are losing places to play. It's very expensive to go on tour, even in a van. If you don't have a tour bus, it's a van. These guys are on tour buses. The cost of diesel, tour buses are in short supply. Crew are hard to be found because during the pandemic, so many people were out of work. They had to go pick up permanent jobs. So, you know, we don't want to lose one more venue, but if they're going to be dicks and they don't know how to act and, and uh, you know, act during a metal show, then we don't want you. We don't want to have our show at your place, you know? So just sharing that. Uh, Arcturus is an incredible band, by the way. I'm a huge fan. I got to see them when I was over in Europe at... Roadburn Festival, and they were amazing. They were the they were one of the headliners that uh, the middle of the weekend, and they were amazing. Um, yeah, definitely great band. 
Jason Newstead, for a guy who has not been doing metal for a long time, sure knows how to inject himself into the news every week since his announcement that he has got several records completed, including a new band with his uh, sort of alternative rock band, the Chop House Band. He's got a full record written and ready to go with them. He is bringing back his Newstead motorheady metal project for one show in next weekend in Florida. And he then he clarified and said, I'm coming back for one show and I wrote some new songs and I might play a new song there, but I don't know if I'm going to do any more with it. Okay, fine. Then he was like, I'm hoping the interest from the show makes me want to do more. So I don't know if he's just being clever and teasing us with a carrot or not, but like, I would love Jason to come back and do some metal full time. I think the main thing was last time he went out with the EP and the full length album as a DIY artist. And I think it's hard because he's used to Metallica, the biggest band in the world. So I think if he got with a good metal label uh, or just, you know, Spine Farm, Napalm, Metal Blade, surely would be an obvious fit for him. Uh, Nuclear Blast, Atomic Fire, any of the Century Media, any of the big digs that would sign him could support him with marketing, PR. He doesn't need money, but like a band needs money and a band needs promotion and a band needs a proper you know, pitching to the press and getting in front of people and things like that, that maybe Jason is not used to taking care of himself because he wasn't a DIY guy for, you know, 20 years in Metallica. He had somebody else doing everything for him. Here's some tough stories to finish out the news. Uh, parts of Marilyn Manson's defamation case against his accusers has been thrown out uh, and considered frivolous. Uh, this is ongoing. I know he had a couple of victories last month. Uh, with some of people recanting their charges against him and others just dropping out, could have been paid off, could have been just you know, not enough of a case or ran out of lawyer money. But this is a pretty bad blow for him to, to get his defamation suit tossed. So he can't sue back the people that are suing him. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department still has 12 open cases against Manson. We don't know how long it's taking them to build a case to charge him formally, but there are there are cases charged to him, and there I I don't know if they're ever going to push to convict him. He has been arrested and charged with a few other things, but just thought it was worth updating. Uh, sorry if any of this conversation has triggered anybody. Not fun stuff to talk about. Also, not fun to talk about is Volvadina. This is one of the biggest stories of the week, but I saved it for the end of this news because. YouTube likes to demonetize any difficult topics. They don't like violence. Uh, this is the drummer of Ovidina. There was a huge incident with the vocalist who had a history, apparently, of being drunk and violent. And a big brawl broke out where they a lot of violence apparently erupted on tour. The band is from South Africa. I think they were on tour in Czech Republic or Philippines. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't know the details. But they kicked the singer out, Derek. He finally has made a statement today saying like, you know, apologies are not enough and I have to make some changes, but also like apparently the drummer choked him out at one point. There's a dispute about money. It's very ugly. Uh, the band's going to continue to tour and eventually find a new singer but or vocalist, but uh, Deathcore, not much singing there, but you know what I mean, screaming. Um, you know, it's tough being in a band, especially if you don't like the people you're in a band with. It's, I used to compare it to being in a loveless marriage. So, uh, you know, tough, tough times. Um, heal well and heal up soon, Tom. Sorry for what's happened to you. Sorry, you know, in general. Sorry if you witnessed it, if you're a fan or if it happened behind closed doors and, you know, 
everybody's kind of shell-shocked from this. It's a pretty terrible story. So, you know, violence is never the answer. Sometimes it happens, though. This is interesting. So Ed Sheeran dropped the new record, and it does not include his duet with Danny Philp. I'm not sure this is going to come out as a standalone single or as a Cradle of Filth song. Why? There's a court case going on right now where Ed Sheeran is being sued by the estate of Marvin Gaye because one of Ed's songs sounds a lot like Marvin's songs. And one of the assertions of this court case is like, can you copyright a chord progression? Can you copyright a sequence of chords in any key? Is it can that be considered your your chord changes. I don't think anybody can actually, just like a song title, can you can have many of the same song title over and over and over, but the actual music, the actual, I, you know, what is intrinsic that makes a song a song, this is a big deal. And I want you all to pay attention to this because if Ed loses this case, this is going to change popular music. It may not have an effect on metal, but again, we've had instances, I mean, you know, when I played in bands, if we made a riff that sounded remotely like something else that was popular, obviously everybody's builds off of it, you know, their inspirations. Every band starts out as a cover band. But if we ever played a riff that sounded even a little like something else that was too familiar, we scrapped it because we were like, nah, man, that's, you know, and, and literally when I was a little kid and rap was more like a street thing and not on radio, if you copied somebody else, you were considered a biter and you were shunned. You were not allowed to bite somebody else. And now we have kind of pop music and rap music where the whole song from the 70s is the bed of the track. So this is a big court case. Pay attention to it and see what happens. I think Ed's a very good songwriter. I don't really care about his music that much. I like when he got killed off screen in Game of Thrones by Arya Stark. Spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen that by now, then and even if you have seen the show, you might have missed it because it didn't happen on screen. It was just referenced that his face was chopped off. But, uh, you know, I think he's a fair, decent dude. I'm interested in this Danny Filth song. kind of shocked it's not on his new record. That would have been a big thing for Cradle of Filth, right, if, if that song was on there. But uh, they did a song together. But we'll see what happens with this court case. I just think it's very interesting to see what happens in the future of music. Um, yep. All right, guys. Don't pick on each other in the comments. It's not necessary. All right, let's talk about some albums out this weekend. Today for New Music Friday, two albums by Acacia Strain, brand new album by Devil Driver, Dealing With My Demons, Volume 2. They Watch Us From The Moon is a killer underrated band. And here's a list of some other ones. Uh, Allison Goldfrapp of Goldfrapp has her debut solo album. Amity Affliction has a new album, Not Without My Ghosts. Burial Clouds is like a post-doom metal band on Church Road Records. They have a new album. We mentioned Cal Decapitation. Helen Money, who's an incredible avant-garde cellist, and Will Thomas have an album together today. Hot Mulligan's new album is out, if you like sort of uh, post-emo. Industrial Puke is a cool, crusty death D-beat band, if that's still a thing. Nighthawk has a cool progressive rock and metal band album out today. Vale Maya's new album is out today on Sumerian Record. I personally liked it. I think our reviewer at Ghost Cult did not like it so much. Grinch is here. What's up, Grinch? Uh, Aryan Lucasen's got a new record out. Uh, let's see. Anything else that grabs me? Do, 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 do. No, Vale Maya. Oh, uh, Arjun's album's next week. So yeah, Vale Maya and probably a bunch more. Go check us out. Go... Buy some music today. Listen to some music today. Spin some music today. Follow some people on Bandcamp. Share a song or an album you like, and maybe your friends will buy it. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool. We're almost at the end of the show, folks. Thanks for coming across our page. We have a ton of mutuals. Grinch, that's very cool. I appreciate you. 
this is what we do. This is what we do every week. We do this live stream show on the socials. We do interviews with bands. Like I mentioned earlier, we interviewed Cattle Decapitation and Infected Rain just this week and Halloween coming this weekend, as well as news every day, uh, festival and concert coverage all over the world. I'm in Las Vegas for Sick New World today, uh, this weekend, tomorrow, as we are. So, uh, yeah, the Cattle Boys. All right. Word. So, uh, yeah, good times. Very good times. I love that new record. It's it's brutal. They know how to end a record, to quote my uh, my partner and band interviewer, Omar. So, yeah, that's the new Music Friday. I just want to mention, like, in America, I don't know if this is true in the rest of the world. Mother's Day is this weekend in the U.S. And these uh, there's a little photo of a collage of pictures of my mom, who is no longer around. She's long passed away. But I just wanted to shout this out, you know, um, there's a lot of marketing and stuff around these Hallmark holidays, uh, you know, and not everybody has a good parent or a good set of parents or had a good mom. I had an exceptionally great mom who was a big supporter of me when I played music. She was always very passionate about me pursuing my dreams. And I'm going to share a little anecdote about my life really quick in like 30 seconds. On Mother's Day in 1988, my mom took me with her to Manhattan from the Bronx where I lived for many, many years. And on Mother's Day in 1988, she bought me my first bass guitar and amp, which I then used for many years, was later autographed by Metallica and retired. It's in a storage somewhere. But, you know, the selflessness of her, the support that I had from her meant a lot to me. And not again, not everybody has a good mom. Not everybody has their mom. So, you know, when everybody is kind of talking about Mother's Day, some people don't have their moms anymore or had somebody else that took the place of their mom, like a grandma or an auntie or sister that raised them, or never had a mom at all. So just be sensitive this weekend to people who are, you know, kind of or- orphaned and lost their parents. And uh, and then fathers never get enough credit, but F- Mother's Day is not an excuse to, you know, diss dads, you know, or, you know, dads for dads to diss moms. Like, you know, they have their day also. I know these are, again, not, there are more important holidays than these, but I just wanted to kind of take this opportunity to shout out to my mom to the great beyond. And then again, here's me waiting for the FedEx all the time. I brought with me something to do the mailbag segment with me to Las Vegas, because that's how I roll. And I didn't really want to transport vinyl. So I brought this. This is Malcolm Brickhouse. You might remember Malcolm was the teenage guitarist of Unlocking the Truth, teenage thrash metal band from Brooklyn. They played Coachella. They did national tours with Living Color. They were incredible for young kids. You got to judge teenage art, you know, musicians very slowly, but like for what they were able to accomplish in a few short years, they put down a lot of cool stuff. Malcolm is now a solo artist. He still plays guitar. He still does some stuff that could be considered rock and metal and punk, but he also raps. He's got like a trap hip hop thing. And, you know, we've had a lot of fun covering. Malcolm's got a string of singles and videos. Everything he does is like a little story. So he interweaves like his music videos are like high concepts and he's pretty much a DIY artist without a lot of, he's got a lot of props, but he doesn't have a lot of like fame, you know, as big as fame as I think he could. So we've had like a cool dialogue offline because we've interviewed him and covered him. You can check that out. I'll link it in the description. You can check this out. So Malcolm sent me some merch and I'm going to share it with you guys. And I was really, really, you know, taken aback that he would, you know, like I do what I do because I love music and I love, I want to uplift people from all around to get them to wherever they can go as artists. And so Malcolm sent me a shirt in the mail and I'm going to share it with you now because it's super cool. It's in my size and it's, uh, it's got his little 
Malcolm Brickhouse logo. If you can, it's maybe hard to pick up here on TikTok, but like the name font has bricks in the background and the X, which is kind of his trademark. And, uh, you know, I just want to send a shout out to Malcolm. I've even DM'd with his mom, Annette, who is awesome and a huge supporter of him. And she reminds me of my mom and how my mom treated me and supported me. So, you know, shout out to Annette on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Annette. Thank you, Malcolm, for the shirt you rule. You'll see me wearing it in a future video soon. And I just want to say thank you for sending that along to me. I really appreciate it. I don't take anything for granted. I never do. Um, you know, that's who I am. I, you know, I mentioned all these things I'm doing this weekend. We were covered for the festival, but I also bought some tickets to some of these shows. I bought a ticket to see, you know, some of these shows this weekend because I love music and I, you know, you can't always get comped for every single show. So sometimes I pay my way in or I buy more. If I get in free, I go and buy merch. I went to the OTEP show. I bought merch from some of the bands because I wanted to support them. So yeah, thank you, Malcolm. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, everybody. We're almost at the end of the show. This meme is mad funny to me. Uh, thought about how Bowling for Soup released 1985 and 2004. So if they did a version today, it would be called 2004. And now I'm going to be sick. So just a little, a little humor as we see ourselves out on the way out. A little dad humor. Um, time is a is a fickle bitch, and uh, we're all getting older. We're all we're all mortals. So go see the show. Buy the tickets to the show. Buy the band merch. Buy the vinyl. Buy the turntable. Go to Vegas and go see Sick New World, or go somewhere else and go see Milwaukee Metal Fest. Go see Maryland Death Fest when they come back next year. Don't let life pass you by. Go live your life. And enjoy it and do the best you can. And if you're struggling, reach out. We'll DM us, DM somebody, and you know, don't don't be alone. Northwest Terrafest Grinch looks amazing. I kind of had committed to uh this sick new world fest here because I was like, oh, I want to be in rap metal, but also be sad and dance with the gods and do the goo goo muck with all the gods before that was a whole thing. So I kind of overcommitted to this before I could do it. And there's a festival in my backyard in the Bay Area I might go to that's decidedly not metal, but um, I got to get to Northwest Terror Fest one of these years. There's all these things happen the same weekend. I'm not sure the scheduling gods are in our favor, but apparently there's enough tickets to go around. Anyway, this is probably one of the longest shows we've ever did. Thank you, everybody, for the awesome conversation and everybody that contributed to this. If you're watching on the rebroadcast and you somehow made it this far, you are a prize, and I appreciate you. Thanks for being here and supporting us. That's right. Archivus is going to be at Maryland Death Fest, too. I also would go no matter what. Hell in the Harbor looks really good. That also looks really good. So, yeah, go to your festivals. Go do your things. Support your bands. If you're in a band, cool. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it for us here at the Weekly Ritual. Uh, let me big embiggen myself. Giant man. And uh, stature. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, it's a tough time in the world. As I like to say every week, it's a tough time in the world. I uh, We have a Reddit I mentioned at the top of the show. I'm on Discord. We probably should do a Discord soon. Uh, it kind of scares me to have to moderate a Discord or a Reddit. Uh, you know, it's a little stressful to be real real with you. But um, as I like to say every week, this has been the, the weekly ritual, and it's a tough time in the world. So please take care of yourselves. Take care of everybody else you can. And stay as metal as humanly possible and be safe out there. Not too safe, but a little safe. All right. Uh, I'll I'll end with this Grinch. Link it in the description here or DM it to us or drop it in a comment on YouTube and I'll check it out. Maybe I'll join. Okay. Thanks for being here. I'm going to go to bed. You guys have a great weekend. Peace. <laughs>